This podcast is brought to you by YearToSuccess.com, a free online course on success. Enroll at YearToSuccess.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters Podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. And Ryan, we have a very special lady on the call this evening. Who do we have? Yes, joining us today from Jonestown, Texas, our guest is distinguished Toastmaster Lark Doley, a Toastmaster for 25 years. Lark has held a number of high-profile leadership positions within Toastmasters, including, of course, her current role as international president. Lark Doley, welcome to the Toastmasters podcast. Thank you so much. It's a golden honor to be with you tonight. Lark, I have to ask, I know we're talking to you as president of Toastmasters International, but one of the things that is known about you is that you live in a lighthouse. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? I'm just dying to know. Yes. Well, my husband was a general contractor on our lighthouse home here in Jonestown, Texas, near Austin, Texas. And so you might be wondering, hmm, I thought Austin, Texas was in the interior of Texas. And of course, you would be correct. We built this home overlooking Lake Travis, and it was built in honor of my father-in-law, Arthur. He loved the sea. He served in World War II in the Royal Navy in England, and every time we went anywhere that had a body of water, Arthur had to cruise that body of water. Well, he passed away in 1997, and we built this lighthouse home in his honor. Wow. Incredible. Very cool. There's something metaphoric that's uh, striking the poet within me about the elected leader of this international organization <laughs> being a beacon of light in a lighthouse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Lark, there's something that you have in your experience of your engagement with Toastmasters International that's really unique. And that is you are the only member that I'm aware of who actually attended an international convention before even joining the organization as a member. Uh, so could you share with us the backstory on how that came about and what your experience was like at that first convention? Absolutely. So I was afraid of Toastmasters because the first Toastmasters club I ever attended called on me for a table topic and I felt that I had failed. I never expected to return to Toastmasters and it took some high pressure, persuasive skills to get me to go to the Get Up and Go Toastmasters Club in Austin, <laughs> Texas after having failed at table topics. Well, that club decided to charter a bus to go to the International Convention in Dallas, Texas in 1990 because a member here in Austin, David Brooks, was competing in the World Championship of Public Speaking. And the bus ride only cost $40, so I decided to go. And I met some delightful Toastmasters along the way. Of course, David Brooks won the World Championship of Public Speaking. And I was so inspired by his speech that I immediately returned to Austin. I joined a third club, the Today Club, because I felt more comfortable with them. And I gave a non-manual speech 
on the international convention, but please don't tell anyone I ever gave a non-manual speech. <laughs> Presidents are not supposed to do that. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. They might hear about it, but we won't tell anyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So you you went to the Get Up and Go Club, and then when you found out about the international convention, you got up and went. <laughs> I did. I did. And then I didn't go to their club meeting again. I actually joined a third club, but they were a very experienced club. And the Today Toastmasters was only a year old. All of their members were new members. I felt so much more comfortable there. And they met at 7.30 at night instead of at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I appreciated that hour of the day to do Toastmasters over doing it in the morning. I'm much more coherent at night, right? Now, I guess it's starting to sound like maybe we're perhaps picking on Lark today, maybe because she's the international president. But again, you have just so many unique attributes. And one of the others I wanted to ask you about is quite often people join Toastmasters primarily to become better speakers. Now, we know that Toastmasters is where, where leaders are made. But in my experience, although we're starting to see a lot more leadership development in terms of the new Pathways program and also the focus on leadership, it quite often takes a while for members to start looking at leadership. They focus in on their on their manuals, they focus in on their speeches, but yet it takes them a while to sort of get that leadership bug. But for you, it, it happened right away. Well, there's an interesting story around that too. I married a Toastmaster, Roger Storer, and he was a brilliant speech writer and speaker. He won humorous speech competitions, international speech competitions, Every time he entered a speech competition, he won. So I decided to pursue the leadership track. I had no desire to compete with him on the speaking level. So I began my journey in leadership as a club secretary, and that truly did give me the bug for leadership. I wanted to be the president of the club the next term, and I was elected. Then when I found out about area leadership, I said, oh, yes, this is definitely for me, and pursued division leadership. At that point, I stopped, but district leaders pursued me, and I was the conference chair one year, and we had the largest attendance at a district conference that we had ever had. And after that, I truly believed that leadership was where I wanted to be how I wanted to develop, how I wanted to grow. And that's what I did. But my leadership journey has been a long one. It's been a long one. At every step of the way, though, I've had encouragement. And what I want every member in our organization to know is that it is our responsibility to see the potential in others and to say it. So as our world champion of 2014 said, when you see something in others, even if you don't know what it is, you should say it. And I want everyone to do that because I am in the position I am today because others encouraged me to continue to pursue leadership. That was an incredible message. In fact, I'm picturing him holding the flower in his hand and saying, I see something in you, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, that speech was absolutely brilliant, brilliant. And we all need to take that to heart. So, Lark, 
we are typically speaking with an international president earlier in their term. And so we're, we're past the halfway point at this point. And I know that from looking back at your September profile in the Toastmaster magazine, you referenced the strategic plan that the board of directors put together in 2015. And out of the three prongs of that strategic plan, you identified two that you really wanted to focus on as president, one being club excellence and the other being awareness, engagement, and participation. Uh, So I'm curious to know, again, more than halfway through your term as president, how's it going so far in terms of making progress on those two fronts? Yes, I did talk about that, and I said that I believed the pathways is answering the goal of member achievement. And I believe that we are continuing to improve pathways, and I'm very excited about the pathways journey for us. So for Club Excellence, we launched the Wow Factor program. And I hope you've heard about it, and I hope everyone who hears this podcast has heard about it. But I want them to take action. The Wow Factor project is all about encouraging clubs to share their wow factor with others through video. So we want every club to film their wow factor and to submit it to Toastmasters International. Those clubs that believe that they can improve and perhaps are concerned about their wow factor have the opportunity to do that because with the wow factor, we included a club quality checklist and we encourage every member of every club around the globe to complete this club quality checklist and then to give that quality checklist to their club officers for the club officers to analyze the quality of the clubs to improve them. So we want consistent club quality among our 17,000 clubs around the world. And I will tell you that club quality checklist is an excellent tool for club leaders to analyze the strengths of their clubs, the weaknesses of their clubs, and then to improve them. And then to film their wow factor. So that's Club Excellence, and that's an initiative that we have this year. Regarding awareness, engagement, and participation, I have encouraged the district public relations managers to do as much external marketing this year as they can. And our region advisors are working with the district public relations managers around the world to encourage them to do that. But as far as awareness, engagement, and participation is concerned, it starts with us. So we need to promote our organization. We need to invite guests to our clubs. Our vice presidents of public relations of our clubs, they need to have a PR plan for the club. So at every level of our organization, we need to promote our organization. This year, we also have a marketing pilot that we have been running. And we are excited about this pilot and hope from the results of this pilot we at the international level will also be able to develop a global marketing strategy. So I think on both areas, club excellence and awareness, engagement, and participation, we are making progress this year, and I'm excited about that progress. It's great that we're reaching out to the PRMs and the VPPRs and the clubs. One of the things we often focus on are the club presidents and the vice presidents of education to make sure that people are fulfilling their educational requirements. But I think reaching out within the club and reaching out to the outside, I think, is a great way to get rid of that. Toastmasters, this is well-kept secret. I totally agree. 
And Lark, where can people go to get that checklist that you referenced a moment ago? Interestingly enough, they just go to the Wow Factor on the Toastmasters website, and it was also included in a recent Toastmasters magazine. So it was actually included in hard copy form in the magazine, but all they need to do is go to Wow Factor on the website, and they'll be able to download it. Awesome. Yeah, and there's Wow Factor videos. So there are three Wow Factor videos. There are two Wow Factor videos that essentially are the type of video that we would like clubs to have. And then there's a Wow Factor video that actually has four steps for the clubs to use in producing their Wow Factor video. So they have produced a video that actually tells the clubs exactly how to produce their video. Excellent. And it looks like there's a beautiful, nicely laid out URL, web address. It's toastmasters.org forward slash wow factor. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes as well. So you've told us about your lighthouse. You shared a little bit about your, your leadership journey. We've, we've learned a little bit more about what's happening with Toastmasters and the new wow factor. I'm actually curious from your personal perspective, what are some of the things perhaps that you've learned or some of the surprises that you've had along your journey, which I know has been quite extensive? I have had the privilege to travel worldwide. And actually, in the next two weeks, I'll begin my journey this year and will be traveling to six different countries in my journey this year. But it has been very interesting. In South Korea, when I visited the district there, I found out about their hesitancy to charter corporate clubs because of losing face, because of employees being concerned about evaluating their managers and having their managers lose face if the evaluations were critical. So that was fascinating to me. In China, I found an incredible sense of community. I found clubs supporting other clubs as a, as a common practice. So every time I visited a club, there would be members of other clubs at that club meeting. That sense of community was powerful there. And in China, I also experienced the strength of teamwork. The Chinese districts do not believe in failure. They will do whatever it takes to succeed. And that is powerful energy in our organization. And then when I visited Australia, I found that they knew exactly how to approach corporate leads. And we held workshops and seminars for corporations that led to corporate clubs chartering. So it's been fascinating in my journey to see the struggles and then the strengths of the districts around the world. But the common theme for all of us is that we belong to an organization that changes lives, that transforms our lives personally and professionally. If we will simply share it with others, then we can change our world. Wow. Factor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Lark, I've got to ask you about something that I think is um, core to your personal brand. And that is every time I see a photo of you or video, inevitably, you've got some gold bling, <laughs> either gold clothing or some gold bling accessories. <laughs> Can you share with us what what's up with all this gold? And, and you even dropped gold right at the beginning of our 
our conversation here today. So what's the story with all the gold? Interesting. This story began when I served as Lieutenant Governor of Marketing. I shared the gold then. So I believe that marketing was sharing the gold of Toastmasters. And the next year as Lieutenant Governor Education and Training, it was an Olympic year. So I had to use go for the gold and the gold stuck. But gold to me symbolizes the value of our organization, the value of the benefits that we provide to every single member of our organization. And that's why I wear it, to symbolize golden benefits that don't cost us gold in order to join. And I hope that we can share the gold of this organization with more and more people. That truly is my vision for this organization. We have 7 billion people in the world and only 360,000 Toastmasters. So we have a lot more sharing of gold that we can do. And I want all of us to do that. That's awesome. Well, to wrap up our wonderful conversation with International President Lark Doley, Lark, perhaps you can share one, let's call it a golden nugget for our listeners, something that can take them to the end of this year. Mahatma Gandhi says that we need to be the change that we want to see in the world. So I encourage all of us to be that change, to share our organization, to share the golden benefits with more and more people so that they can gain what we have gained from this organization, that their lives can be transformed as our lives have been transformed. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this podcast with both of you today. It has been a golden honor. I think the pleasure is ours. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Lark, and thanks for being that beacon of light out there. Thank you. Thank you for sharing our gold with others through your podcast. Hi, this is Bo Bennett, host of the Toastmasters podcast. Back in 2004, I wrote the book Year to Success, the most complete and practical book on success ever written. Thanks to today's technology, I've turned the book into an online course. Here's the best part. The course is 100% free. Enroll at yeartosuccess.com and work on one personal development idea each day for the next eight months or so. That address is yeartosuccess.com. See you there.